0: Welcome to a brand new episode of Shellheads, a TMNT podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Sergio. Your other host is here with me, Jeff. Well, not here with me. Like, he's dialed in and ready to go. How's it going, Jeff? It's going quite well, Sergio. How about for you? It's going fantastic. Uh, the, the, the new year has, has been good to me so far, and, and I, can only see, I can only see happiness in the distance. I like the optimism. I know, and it's weird for coming from me, right? It's very weird. <laughs> get ready for a
1: bizarro episode this week, folks. I'm the angry one, and Sergio's happy
0: I know it's it's gonna be so weird uh no, there's plenty of complaints complaints coming forward don't don't worry about that oh of course um <laughs> but before we get into news though uh I wanna kind of kind of follow up on a, a a thing that we talked about a few episodes ago. is it about four episodes ago now, it's been a while. Uh, we talked about CGC and them doing a a really cool event with Kevin Eastman and Ben Bishop. Uh, CGC's hosting this this uh, basically a an in house private signing where you can send your collectibles and comics to CGC. Uh, Kevin Eastman and or Ben Bishop will sign them or draw a little turtle on them uh, and then encapsulate them, grade them, and send them back. Uh, the fees on it are reasonable considering what they're offering uh, and and I'm going to do it oh yeah yeah i uh, i i i've, I've been lo- i looked at the page two or three times since we talked about it and it just occurred to me that I would hate myself and really regret not doing it if I didn't send anything in right so that's what I'm doing sweet uh, I have a like I have a few blanks that i that I really want to get Something drawn on the front of, like, like blank comic books. Uh, you know, you, you know what those are. Yeah. Yes. Um, the one that I chose to do, uh, is the IDW book f- number fifty one. Uh, it's the artist the artist's edition blank cover, and it looks really good because it it looks like it should have uh, what is it, Sharpie drawings on the front of it. Yeah. So when they use a Sharpie to draw a little turtle on it. It'll look right.
1: Cool.
0: So I'm really excited. I think it's going to be like 130 to get it done. Yeah. Uh, but it's going to be Kevin Eastman. And assuming I like the picture, the, the, uh, the long-term goal here is to get it tattooed on my body somewhere. Because uh, I already have a, a tattoo of something that uh, Peter Laird drew specifically for me. Uh, so I need one of something Kevin Eastman drew specifically for me. So. Yeah, crosses fingers that it's cool looking. I I think so. I think it probably will be. So I guess uh, once once it's done and once it's returned, uh, I will I will post an update. Follow our Instagram to 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 to, to see that once it, once it happens. Stay tuned. Yeah. Uh, I guess with that, do you have anything before we get into news? Mm. No. No, not really. Cue the news music. Uh, okay, okay. We have a, a few pieces of news this time. Um, do you want to go first?
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, you know, pretty much everything i you know, revolving around movies and stuff has been kind of quiet. Uh, we know that there's a rise of TMNT the movie coming, but there was no information about what we're gonna get. so we got our first um, pizza roll of information like, oh, I'm going back to nuggets. I'm sorry that's <laughs> just a nugget of information that's just that's 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 timeless. Um, uh, so here's the, the the brief synopsis of, of what can we, we can expect from the upcoming movie. It says when a mysterious stranger arrives from the future with a dire warning, Leo is forced to rise and lead his brothers Raphael, Donnie, and Mike in a fight to save the world from a terrifying alien species, the Krang, with one A. Coming to Netflix uh, in, t- well, 2021.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's exciting that it's so close. It's very close. Uh, I think the, the official release time frame on it is summer of 2021, so mm. we're about six months away. Yeah. Uh, I like the synopsis. Yeah. We have not seen the Krang or Kr- or Krang the person, either one of those, in Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, time travel is always fun. Uh, the one thing that I don't see in that specific uh, press release, and maybe, maybe it was on a press release that I just can't find, but my understanding is that the person from the future is Casey Jones. Oh, that would be cool. Uh, even though they kind of did a version of Casey already in Rise, so I may, maybe I was hallucinating when I read that at four in the morning, uh, between diaper changes for my son. I don't know. Possible. It, that's it's very possible that I just am misinformed there. Uh, but if if someone has that press re- release that actually mentions Casey Jones, shoot that over to us. I want to feel like I'm not crazy. A credible source, not anything from We Got This Covered. That's... Ouch, dude. Wow. Ooh. Well. Shade they're, has been thrown. They're known for being, you know, misinformed. Uh would you say they don't have it covered? Ha ha yeah What is our next news topic?
1: Our next news topic. We've got a book coming up. A book? A
0: book. That's right. Um It's called Rad Plastic. That sounds uh, like the adventures
1: of like some great '80s cartoon character, or a or a cheesy,
0: you know, action hero. It kinda like I'm down with them using rad in the name. I just don't know if rad plastic is a good name. Like the the book looks cool. It 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 it's it's gonna be a book that kind of gives a, a summary of the original run of. Playmates, Ninja Turtles, uh, from 1990 or 1987, all the way through uh, unreleased stuff from 1999. So it's it's a it's a it covers a decent amount decent amount of uh, content. Yeah. So what what phase one? Yes. Yeah. Basically all of all, you know the Shellheads determination of phase one. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Every, basically everything before. Peter Laird did did his buyout, and before 2K3, Um, the book is done. He's taking pre-orders now, Uh, so you can check that out at radplastic.com. It's a it's an independent release, so you're not going to find it at like a Barnes and Noble, uh, and consequently, this may be your only chance to get it.
1: I'm sure Uh, we'll provide a link on our
0: uh, page for it. You always say that, and I always forget to do that. So I remind you incessantly to do that. Do, do please do so. Do so. Yes.
1: Um I'm making notations right now. Bug the shell out of Sergio about
0: red plastic. <laughs> uh, obviously we haven't read the book. Uh, so we can't say it's it's great. But from what the page looks like, from what it's promising to be, uh, it looks like a cool little thing to own. Uh, that. Ultimately, will be rare. So, check it out, radplastic. dot com. What is our next news topic, Jeff? Well,
1: Sergio, we've got uh, we've got some more loot crate stuff. Um, this time, you can wear it. What? What? Yeah, not the box, but <laughs> <laughs> the stuff on the inside. Uh, we've got kind of a weird. It's a. Uh, they're calling it metal with the half shell. It's a t-shirt collection. Um, and they're reimagining the turtles, uh, as if they were metal bands.
0: I was like, okay, I, I can get behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, this hit kind of hit the news wire a couple of weeks ago and, and it, and it kind of went under my radar. But when I, when I, when I finally pulled it aside and looked at it, they're kind of cool. Uh, like I really like the bebop and rock steady one. Hmm uh the shredhead one is good and of course the metalhead one is great that's that's going to be my favorite yeah uh the, my only issue here is it, it is they are a significant amount of money like 30 bucks a t-shirt 30 bucks a t-shirt Whew, which i i guess if if we're comparing this to like the the price of a concert t-shirt it kind of lines up perfectly <laughs> yeah but in a world where you can get T-shirts with cool stuff on it for like fifteen bucks, or ten, or ten, yeah, like it's 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 hard to wholeheartedly recommend all of these. But if you really like the designs, check them out. Uh, I guess I guess Jeff will include a link to this one too. Yes, we will, because I'm as, making as, assuming on. I will remember. Um. Yep, and T-shirts. Like
1: for thirty bucks, that better be a nice kind of like a not a not a super heavyweight tee, but it it better be you know thick, you know, and not
0: like I don't know. I don't like thick t-shirts.
1: I don't well like,
0: like the reality breach t-shirt. That's a good that's a good thickness. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that is that's a generic t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can buy all of them for a hundred and one dollars. No, I'm sorry, hundred and five dollars. <laughs> Plus shipping. For that
1: price, I could get 100 t-shirts.
0: That's true. Uh, so I guess we'll include a link to that. Uh, otherwise, it's uh, at LootCrate.com. Uh, there's a rumor that there's going to be another TMNT Loot Crate coming this year. That uh, has not been confirmed. Uh, but that's what the smoke on the street says. Smoke on the street? That's a new so, one. So So... So, so if and when that's announced, you can expect us to talk about it. Yeah. Um, my, I'm gonna take the last news topic. Oh. Uh, some of you may remember this year, uh, Playmates, who uh, look, th- they are the absolute kings of re-releasing figures. Them and Hasbro. Yeah, them and the, yeah, yeah, just just repackaging and re-releasing stuff from. 30 years ago they they'll, they'll gladly take your money again. Well, this year they released two, I guess, boxed sets, box sets is what they're calling them. Uh, one was the turtle van and inside of the box was six, uh, the, the six original action figures. They then later in the year released a, a Walmart exclusive. That was a box set, same size box. Uh, the, Design on the outside was the VW microbus from the original comic, uh, with some turtles and April in it. And in the box itself, you had the four versions of the turtles that uh, that came from the original comic, and then a weird repainting of Splinter and Shredder. None of that matters. That's not the news. The news is that they're going to continue doing that stuff in this in the coming year in 2021. And this year, they're releasing a. Team and Team Mutant Module Retro Box Set, uh, which is designed to look like the. D- if you've seen the original cartoon, you'll remember the the modules that uh, Bebop and Rocksteady used to travel from from a uh, you know place to place underground. Mm-hmm. It's designed to kind of look like one of those. Uh, and in it is going to be Krang, Baxter Stockman, Bebop Rocksteady, a Foot Soldier, and Slash. Which crank? The Bubble Walker? Yes, the Bubble Walker crank. Okay. Uh, all of those will come inside the box, uh, and uh, jump on it now because pre-orders close early February. Uh, you can order it through your your local comic shop, uh, or you can check out all, so some online toy retailers, I believe, ha- have them. Uh, I think Big Bag, I think Big Bad Toy Store is already sold out. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, so so if you can find it, grab it. It's, of course, if you want it. Uh, the other announcement here is they're repackaging the 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 one that was originally the turtle van that had the four turtles and splinter and shredder. They're repackaging that as a sewer lair playset-looking box set. hmm So it's the same stuff, just in a different package again. Um, yeah. I think those run about $100. bucks. mm hmm which for six figures is not that bad. It's not uh my 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 only thing like my chief complaint here is these box sets are awesome and they're c- creatively put together. Who are they selling these to? They're selling them to me obviously, but it ain't kids. It ain't kids. Like a, 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 an a, an 8-year-old kid isn't going to go to the comic shop and be like, "Here's $100." Let me pre order this that's gonna come out in, you know, six months. No. Yeah, that's kids, kids don't buy toys anymore. Well, even if they did, like this kind of thing would be a fantastic impulse purchase at a Walmart. You know, price yeah. it at like fifty, sixty bucks. Say it has six figures in it on the side, and you put it, you know, sell it at Walmart. In the store, not online, like in the store. Yeah. That would this would anyone you know just passing by the the toy section who you know is is our age maybe like oh look at that I had those as a kid let me grab this when you have to pre order it and it becomes rare as soon as you put it on the internet you're not really you know you're you're not growing your audience you're just feeding the one that's there scalpers. <laughs> well no no like i'm not wrong i've already pre-ordered it it's it's i'm gonna get it it's it's just you know what i mean i know what you mean it's just they re-releases can serve such a bigger purpose than what playmates is is using it for yeah using them for uh that does it for news unless you have anything else jeff
1: uh no oh uh recently you uh you got some figures in the mail though did you not did i Oh okay. yes, I got my I got my metalhead. I still have not, so if anyone out there can locate a metalhead <laughs> for a retail price, the NECA metalhead figure, not the pop, I've got that. Please help a diehard metalhead fan <laughs> get metalhead. Please. <laughs> Inboxes. Uh, you're not gonna get figure. it
0: for retail. Hey. What, what happened to uh, you know positivity and and hope and optimism? In oh, 2021? that lasts five minutes. You only uh, you can only get five minutes of optimism out of me at a time.
1: Uh, that's what I figured.
0: <laughs> I knew that it was uh, too
1: good to be true. I was like, this is a trap.
0: Uh, I, I I recently received my Donatello of the new pops. Yeah. The only one that I'm still waiting on arrival for is Casey Jones. Okay. Okay, Jeff, we, we've we've stalled long enough. Yeah. Let's jump into our main topic. This week, uh, we are talking about the Archie uh, TMNT Adventure Series uh, from the late 80s, early 90s. Uh, the last time we talked about this, we covered uh, issues 13 through 22 and the Mutanimals miniseries. In the new year, uh, instead of reading like, 15 books per episode uh i figured we would you know trim it down some take our time we we're in no hurry you know we're gonna be talking about ninja turtles till the end of time so we're only going to talk about about nine to ten issues uh every time we talk about a comic book uh there will be exceptions but this episode we are diving in we we are diving into issues 23 through 31 uh, of the TMNT adventures. Now, on the internet, there's a, there's a lot of different unofficial reading orders that put a lot of stories in between some of these books, before these books, after these books. Uh, that they, they even cram a a, a mini series in the middle of this somewhere. And since all of those things are unofficial, and it would be much easier just to go over a lot of those side stories when we read the side story collection that they come from, I went ahead and decided we're going to just read the book straight, straight, straight through unless a side story like lines up directly with the main story. Kind of like the, the mighty mutant animals miniseries did last time we talked about this. Yeah. I say all of that uh, to say issues 23 through 31 are not a continuous story per se, but they all happen chronologically. It's, it's kind of two stories glued together with, with stuff. So, Jeff, have you well, read all the books? Yes, I have. Fantastic. Okay. Our first book it's number 23. Uh, let's just do a quick synopsis of the book. Uh, so, the turtles are in New York. They're, they're chilling in a hot tub or a warmed sewer thing. Sewer hot tub. Uh, It's kind of gross. April wouldn't get in it. I don't blame her. Uh, But they're just chilling in the sewer. Uh, They uh, cut to Krang, who if you remember from before, has been banished to a prison planet in Dimension X. Uh, He very quickly runs into Slash. This is the first appearance uh, of of our boy Slash uh, in the Archie continuity, uh, who, and he's, he's kind of modeled after the action figure, kind of, or mm-hmm. vice versa. Um, it's not, you know, one-to-one obviously, cause he had that weird coloring in the, in the, uh, action figure. Yeah. But this is my favorite slash.
1: Mine too. Cause that was, uh, that the figure was one of my first turtles figures.
0: <laughs> that's funny.
1: <laughs> Got it as a it, gift. Like, in class, like, in at school we were doing, like, secret Santa things or whatever. I wrote down what I wanted, and I actually got it from a student. I was like, that's cool.
0: That is cool. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, Krang uh, befriends Slash. Uh, Slash is looking for palm trees. And Krang is like, I can get you palm trees. I know there's a bunch of palm trees. Obviously, he's talking about Earth. Uh, so, they... Uh, start a, a, an adventure to try to escape the prison planet. The turtles are told by Splinter, hey, what are you doing just sitting around in the hot tub? You need to be patrolling the sewer. You know, bad things are happening in New York. Get out there and do good, which is, a, that's weird. That's weird. The turtles are have never been, let me go patrol the city kind of superheroes. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that, but ultimately it doesn't really matter. Uh, they come across some dudes who are trying to rob a armored car by blowing it up from from underneath in the sewer. Meanwhile, Krang and Krang and, and Slash come come across a spaceship dropping off more prisoners onto the planet, and uh, very quickly decide, you know what, we're going to take over this ship. Uh, they partner with the prisoner that they're dropping off named belly bomb belly bomb is a cool cool character he has one giant eye devil horns and his mouth is his belly or his belly is a giant mouth that makes digesting food a lot faster oh yeah oh yeah like very fast and like who knows who knows i don't know the the actual inner workings of this guy's digestive system I mean, his stomach could be in his head for all we know. Maybe he just pukes it all back up. Maybe. Who knows? He has no nose. <laughs> so he smells awful. <laughs> and he smells badly. <laughs> uh, back to the turtles. Uh, they attack the, the dudes trying to blow up the armored car. Um, all the while uh, S- Slash and Krang are trying to get onto the ship. They beat the guys that Landed the ship, and then they all get on and escape. The turtles beat the guys uh, in the sewer. Not really a huge fight. The guys had guns, but somehow Leonardo's able to deflect four bullets at once with a katana. Sure, why not? Because that's a thing he knows how to do. Yeah. And the issue ends with Krang, Slash, and Belly Bomb escaping the prison planet of Morbus uh, in the ship that belly bomb arrived on so great the bad guys are loose again this is a fantastic issue it really is uh, yeah i i feel like it took a while but this book is finally kind of hitting its stride it really is there's a lot of good action beats in this too a lot of good action beats it tells a story it moves characters you know into back into play uh, in a reasonable fashion it introduces us to new characters and the turtles get to have some action back at home which in this series they don't have much of yeah well i mean the, and well no we've seen some good action no i mean at home in new york oh yeah 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 m- like most of this series was you know set abroad mm-hmm. uh, so yeah I, I i like this book a lot what, um, what are your what are your nuggets hi- what are your highlights jeff well
1: first let's let let's point out uh, Chris Allen's pencils on this mm-hmm. Just absolutely love his, his The style that he's brought um, Here that's one thing that I always Just kind of like remember the most Because I'm pretty sure I'd either picked this up And read it at the newsstand At my local grocery store Or bought it um, Either way um but like i was like oh wait i remember this issue um and uh of course you know seeing slash for the first time uh just that 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 little splash page is just really really nice um he looks menacing you know
0: with the skulls on his belt that's just really freaking cool um, Chris Chris Allen is my is one of my favorite turtles artists. Uh, I don't necessarily like his art in this one. Really? It's well, okay. Let me rephrase that. He does better work later. Okay. I guess okay. is the is the right way for me to put that. Uh, the turtles have weird shaped heads. Well, I mean they're you know, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but. He, he again. He he does better work later. Okay, okay. Uh,
1: we we get kind of the uh, the resolved mystery about where how Raphael returned. Yeah. But we we knew that we did. But you know we it it's it's talked about a bit more.
0: Yeah, I I feel like that was included to um, inform anyone who may not re- may not have bought the mighty mutant Animals books yeah you know it's like oh hey here's where I was oh that's 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 a, this is a very good assessment yeah Uh, but let's go ahead and keep moving keep it rolling because there's a lot of really good books in this run There really are but there was a fantastic ad at the end for
1: turtle cereal which i consumed copious amounts of as i'm sure you did as well
0: i had some i don't I, like i my parents never bought brand name stuff so if there was like a off brand turtle cereal i was all over it <laughs> i i did buy enough of it to get the cereal bowls though oh i never got the cereal bowls i got the cereal bowls those things were hard to wash and they didn't fit in a dishwasher right and they were easy to melt yeah, yeah, they they Ooh. weren't good actual bolts, but they looked nice and dumb. Okay, number twenty four, uh, which this cover is beautiful. Yes, slash and and Raphael going head to head on the cover. I love it. I love it. I do too. I think I have this one as well. Krang and Crew is what I'll call them. Uh, they're heading back from Dimension X. Uh, heading to. What they believed to be Earth was it? Was that what they were doing? They shifted course. Yeah, they. Because Belly Bomb is uh, he's hungry. That's right. They shifted course because Belly Bomb's hungry. They get there and they just happen to land on the one planet that has Bebop and Rocksteady. So we're definitely getting the team back together, right? Yeah. Uh, they they were banished to this this nature planet uh, for for them to you know just kind of hang out with other rhinos and other wartho- warthogs and we were led to believe that they were having a great time last time we saw them yeah with well, fig leaves with fig leaves yes because they couldn't have been banished with clothes mm, yeah no.
1: <laughs> that would have made uh, too much
0: sense right. After that, we see the Shredder in New York um, basically recapping how he came back to New York and the the, the whole previous arc with the the giant dragon guy, the warrior dragon. Uh, The Turtles are trying to track Shredder because they know he's back, uh, and they're in the sewer, and they've come across some uh, mutagen barrels, and they're like, hey, we've got to be getting close uh, because, you know, mutagen. They... Determine, hey, here's here's where it probably is. They break in, and they're trying to sneak up on the sh- on the Shredder. Bop and Rocksteady have absolutely joined Krang and crew. So now we have a, a, f- a five-person team, Bop Rocksteady, Bellybomb, Slash, and Krang uh, on the ship headed back to Earth. The Turtles try to ambush Shredder, but he, he knows that they're there, and they pop out, and they start fighting. And the artwork shifts at this point for some weird reason. Does it?
1: Yo, oh, it does.
0: Yeah. Oh, it does. It it jumps from Chris Allen to uh, Jim Lawson. Yeah. No, not Chris Allen. Uh, it jumps from Garrett Ho to Jim Lawson. Interesting. I you didn't really, notice really... that that happened mid-book.
1: Yeah, I was really digging the beginning artwork. Because yeah. Yeah. it kind of reminds me a little bit like when they're searching... In the sewers for shredder, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me like the style of a, old Don Bluth movies. Okay, a little bit, very, um, just kind of expressive. Um, just unusual, not unusual, but yeah,
0: um, that kind of looks like his style a little. Like, I, I I'm not one to 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 talk to talk smack about jim lawson and his art uh he, he does have a very distinctive style mm-hmm. i feel like this book had to have been rushed i kind of get that
1: feeling as well because it uh, just looks well for lack
0: of a better term rushed yeah so, yeah yeah uh so the turtles are fighting shredder uh in in his lair slash outpost or whatever uh, Krang and crew, they are approaching Earth, uh, all, you know, slash looking for, still looking for palm trees, uh, and everyone else just kind of following Krang. Krang decides he's go- he knows where Shredder's going to be, because he knows where all the Shredder's outposts are, and he, during the fight between Shredder and the Turtles, he crashes the spaceship that they're driving into the building. Out pops all of Krang and crew, and a all-out melee ensues and and maybe that's why maybe that's why i was delayed because because there's a lot of fighting in in the the back half of this book yeah or just throughout the book and who knows who knows um but then we get belly bomb slash bebop and rocksteady versus the turtles and and then one of the more disturbing things that happens in all of uh the archie series and, and that is krang Surgically attaching himself to the head of shredder, I have so many questions I what? do too
1: wait, wait, what
0: yeah, yeah, so belly bomb uses his his power powerful belch burp belch breath or whatever uh to knock splinter out, not splinter knock shredder out, and then yeah he he takes over his head so. Obviously, Shredder's head is underneath there. Or up it? Yeah, like, like yeah, I feel like sh- he, he, basically, Krang is just wearing, or, or Shredder's wearing Krang as a mask. That's what it looks like. And, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Like, His they do head- some, they they do some stuff with the, the, the species that, that the Krang, that Krang is, like the Utrams, they do some stuff that kind of makes this make sense in the IDW book like they they hint that the 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 Utrems the the way they have been able to survive for you know centuries was not only can they live on their own but they're also a symbiotic like parasite well that makes sense so Krang attaching himself to Shredder makes sense if he's Venom you know yeah but they don't really do any explanation. It's just real gross and weird. Especially when you think about it, like his head's up his ass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's weird, man. It's just, <sighs> it's real weird. I remember when I originally read this, I was like, wait, what just happened? Like, and, I'm here for it. Like, uh, Yeah, but like years later, I still have a lot of questions. So I'm like, what
0: yeah yeah i i don't know i don't know but but obviously the whole point here is so Shre- krang has a new body that 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 was his whole goal was to find a new body well he's found one and it's shredders yeah now uh there is a backup story in this book that we're not i'm not going to touch on quite yet uh because it leads into, a like a, an arc later that we're going to talk about, and I'll talk about the backup stories, you know, when we get there. What do you have on issue twenty-four named Gimme Danger? Let's see here.
1: I think we covered everything. We covered everything. Yeah, I covered all that the weirdness in my notes. Yeah.
0: Awesome. Then let's keep it a rolling. Moving to issue twenty-five. Uh story is called raw power also another name good name for like a action
1: hero or wrestler that's true yes that's it you're red plastic i'm red plastic red plastic and i'm raw power
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right so this next book number 25 it picks up pretty much where the last one left off uh the the first scene though is of Bebop and Rocksteady finding clothes at a <laughs> store called Punk Junk Combat Punk. Zone and they they emerge from the the store's wearing their their iconic, you know, Bebop and Rocksteady clothes and have uh rearmed themselves. Yes, they have. Uh they grab some food and head to the zoo. Apparently they want to, you know, to feed some animals. We cut back to the turtles fighting the now shredderified Krang and Belly Bomb, who he he assisted with the the uh the surgery, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And and Slash is still there, uh, and the fighting ensues. Like there's there's a lot of fighting in this issue, which the action is really good. Like this it, the, the the this book was done by Chris Allen. man, his beats are just so nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's and this is a really good looking issue. It really, really is. Um, Bebop and Rocksteady are freeing their their animal brethren from the the zoo. Uh, just because they've lived on this 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 paradise planet for so long with free animals, they're like, oh man, let's get these guys out of the cage. Yeah. Slash has basically abandoned the fight. And heads to a place called Pets R Us because they have a baby palm tree in uh, what looks to be like a terrarium. He gets the palm tree, and he's happy. That's all Slash wanted, so he abandons Krang's cause just to find a palm tree, which I can respect. Oh yeah. Turtles are still fighting uh, Krang and Belly Bomb, and having a pretty decent amount of success. Uh, they end up. Using his uh, belly bombs, like, belch, they, Donatello uses his bow to blow it back in his face, knock him out. Uh, they then rip Krang from Shredder's head uh, and throw him on the ground, and Shredder is thankful. Uh, and and he's they actually covered in, like, goo. Yeah, I don't even want to know what that is. I don't even want to know either. Uh Shredder collects his his bonsai tree and acknowledges that the turtle that he owes the turtles one. Uh, yeah. Beepop and Rocksteady show up with their animal buddies uh, and basically just pistol whip the, the 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 turtles into surrendering. Ultimately, Krang and Belly Bomb are knocked out and they don't know what to do with them. Bebop and Rocksteady volunteer to take them back to where they got them, which, of course, was uh, the prison planet of Morbus. Yeah. And then Bebop and Rocksteady take all their buddies and themselves back to the Paradise Planet. They thought they wanted to go back to Earth, but once they got there, realized that they didn't want to. They wanted to be back on the Paradise Planet and free, which is a really awesome way for their arc to end. I don't know if Bebop and Rocksteady come back in, in this, this run, but I really like that. They acted, um, independent of shredder and Krang. Yeah. And they said, no, no, you know what? We had it good as we were. Let's get back to that. We want to be happy. And that's, that's a really cool thing for Bebop and Rocksteady. I think so too. Uh, they drop, both belly bomb and Krang off on Morbus, uh, I guess, to continue their prison sentence, and that's how the issue ends. Yeah, there's a lot of action. The art is much better and and actually consistent all the way through. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of this one? Again, I I'm pretty sure I had this
1: issue as well, um, at at some point because again, I remember reading this, um you know, growing up. Um, I, you know, just because I have that memory attached to it, I really enjoy this one. Um, because you know, I mean, it's, it's overall, it's, it's kind of what I feel like the cartoon should have been, you know, with some action beats. Cause they, you know, they barely did that, you know, through a chunk of those seasons. Because, um, you know, you're watching a show about ninjas, you're going to expect some action.
0: Mm-hmm. You, I guess you can expect that. Like, I, I'll, I'll give it this. Like, as good as these these two past books have been, they, they they kind of fall into the same trap that the original cartoon fell into, and that is zero character development for the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. Like we had more character development in those two issues for Bebop and Rocksteady than we did the Ninja Turtles. The turtles are just bystanders in the in their own story. And that's how the original cartoon always was.
1: Yeah. No, 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 like, brother moments or anything like that in the cartoon.
0: Yeah. And, and, like, there was no, no growth. Like, Michelangelo was the same character that he was in season one as he was in season six. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there is some, some character growth coming. Um, what else, what, what, what nuggets do you have for? Let's see. Issue 25. We
1: oh, we covered about all of it, um, oh. except they mentioned the uh, was it sports illuminated swimsuit issue. <laughs> I'm like, wait, the,
0: what? This was a good Bebop and Rocksteady issue. It was. It it, it really was, and as I said, it's it's a really good send off for them. Yeah, because they
1: weren't in too. They haven't been in too many issues of the comics.
0: No, they haven't. No, they haven't. But the, 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 like this, this run feels uh, feels like it wants to go in its own direction and intru- introduce new characters left and right. So that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, you know? and there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, and
1: the art the art is on point, like on on this one as, as well as you said. And I just I really really enjoy
0: this issue because I'm pretty sure I still have this somewhere. Cool. Uh, well, let's move on to issue number twenty six. Now uh, the in twenty five, there is one more, like there is a the, the the backstory that is still ongoing. Well, again, we will get to that backstory, the backup story that is ongoing. We will get to that. Yeah. Issue twenty six. Now, this one is drawn by Ken Mitch Rooney. Yeah. Uh, the script was by Doug Brammer I don't know if we've if he's ever done one before, but it's it's odd that it's not uh, Dean Claren. Yeah. But whatever works, let me read over this. Okay. All right. I got it. So, issue 26, uh, called The Keeper. uh, It it opens with a a flying saucer uh, coming to Earth and landing somewhere in the Arctic. Uh, Cut to Splinter, who's meditating in the sewer. Uh, He gets basically a, a message from a fellow meditator. Okay. Uh, so they're not really clear on the details here, but it, it, it feels like it seems like that this, this Yeti character reached out to Splinter uh, via the astral plane uh, because he needed help. Uh, he lives in the Arctic and he he feels like an energy that he's not familiar with or whatever. Uh, and, and he wants Splinter to bring him to, to come with his children to the Arctic to 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 help him fight off whatever, you know, is coming. Yeah. Spoiler's like, all right, I'll, I'll be there, but it's going to be a while because, you know, I don't live in the Arctic. And I don't have, you know, money for plane trips all halfway across the world. Yeah. I, OK, I'm sorry. This isn't the Arctic. This I guess this is Tibet. Yeah. Yeah. Wherever to, where is Tibet? Do we know where Tibet is? Uh, you got a globe, I have the internet. The internet. Tibet is in China. Yeah. So it must be on the top of a mountain. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So Splinter goes to get the turtles to leave for Tibet, Uh, and he basically tells them, we're leaving, we, we gotta go, and they don't wanna go, and he kinda loses his temper. I mean, they're, I mean... I don't blame them
1: for not wanting to go. They're watching Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Well, I also don't blame them because it's Tibet. Well, yeah, but, you know, Saturday morning cartoons. <laughs> way more
0: important. Breakfast of <laughs> champions. Uh, Well, shortly after that, they didn't really have a choice. All five of them are zapped uh, to Tibet via teleportation. We don't know how or who did it, but they're there. Uh the turtles then explore, try to find out what's going on. They find a cave. In the cave is the yeti character named Tapao. yes, I'm st- I, yeah, his name's Tapao. Uh and he has been taken captive by this octopus face looking Dr. Octopus armed alien guy, Squidward. Yeah, yeah. It's like squidward with more like with electronic arms. And if he's been working out. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's cut. Uh and he's speaking a foreign language or an alien language and uh the turtles all go to attack him because you know, Splinter's friends with Tapao. They go to attack and one by one, uh this new alien guy makes them disappear. He he either he teleports them, or we're led to believe that they've been killed. Uh, Splinter goes first, then Raphael, uh, then Don and Leo, leaving only Michelangelo there to protect Tapau. Michelangelo, uh, instead of letting his emotions take over and you know cry and whatnot, he j- springs into action to avenge his fallen brethren. beats the crap out of this dude and beats the crap out of this this alien dude. Uh, And then him and T'Pau both get teleported. Uh, They wake up in a what looks to be like a spaceship-looking thing. Uh, They they pick the lock and get out and start to explore the ship, come across some guards, beat the crap out of those (laughs) guards, uh, and keep running crash through a door and find all the all all the the rest of the characters in a room just kind of chilling there we learn that uh the new alien character that we met earlier in the book his name is boss salvage and he was he was visiting earth to gather creatures uh that are rare and and uh endangered, uh, to take them to a more suitable planet that is not dying. So, despite this not being written by, um, uh, Dean Claren, somehow we still end up with a humans suck and they're destroying the planet story. Yeah. Which is so pervasive in this entire run, so I, I maybe the entire Mirage team felt the same way, I don't know. But, that's that, that that's the story of Boss Salvage. Like he he's he's there to pick up the Yeti, Sasquatch, uh, Nessie, like all all of the, uh, the the what are they What's it the crypto zoologists or crypto creatures? Yeah. Uh, they then say their farewells. They say, Hey, uh, sorry about the misunderstanding, but Mikey, you did a good job. Uh, you know, avenging your 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 brothers. Blah 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 blah. I can call you a friend. They then teleport the turtles back to the sewer right at the exact moment that they had initially disappeared, so... It's pizza time. It's pizza time. And April was working. showing up with pizza, and now she, they have pizza and they're about to eat. Yeah. So it's a very self-contained story. Uh, you don't really need to know anything before or after this book. What'd you think of issue 26?
1: I like this one. I, I really, really like... Um, Ken's art.
0: Yes. Like a lot. He's, he's very good. Um, I think he still draws a turtle now, now and then does
1: uh, commissions and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I see him on Facebook doing stuff. I was like, oh, it's a turtle. You get some brother moments in here. Like, you know, Mikey's goofing around and then Raph just dunks him on the, on the beak. You know, it's like knock it off. um, you don't get a lot of those
0: in in too many of these issues. That's tr- yeah. They they don't have room for them. As I said, they're yeah. too busy introducing new characters. Like this book had two of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Probably like a defining moment for the issue is when, uh, you know, they they thought Splinter was dead, and Raphael was just so angry. And of course, yeah. that anger transferred to Michelangelo. And of course, you know, that's like probably my favorite part of the book um, is when Mikey just went crazy.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I'm a fan of this book as a whole, but there are some really good moments. Like, the Boss Salvage character, I could give, uh, take or leave him. Uh, the Tapau character, same thing. Like, I, I don't even know if I like this book. But I do like some moments, and you, that that moment that you're referring to is one of them. Yeah, like Mikey really shines in this issue.
1: If you look kind of carefully, like it's it's not like blatant, but when uh you see the first panel of the turtles on the couch um watching Saturday morning cartoons, they're complaining. They're like, I can't believe these car- these Saturday morning cartoons. Like, who does this animation llamas and when you look at Donatello it looks he's got his middle finger covering his mouth he's flipping them off wow um, but probably the most probably the oddest thing in these panels is Leonardo's wearing barefoot slippers that's cool that's cool it is pretty cool when I was like wait what okay <laughs> turtles feet get cold in the sewers why not yeah why not you know uh okay other than that you know it's fun issue
0: yeah yeah like I, I, I like that they included all the crypto stuff cause like all of all of the those uh beings are neat I don't think that they really leveraged them properly but you know
1: it feels like something from like um like flight of the flight of the navigator which is kind of the object of that movie too, that they was the alien was collecting specimens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes sense. Let's move on. What issue are we on? Number 20, 27 in the dark. Uh, we start with kind of a prologue. Um, these characters are driving into a toxic waste facility or some sort of something. It's it's it. The building is doing bad stuff. Clearly, there's pollution coming out of some smokestacks. Cut to inside where three of the employees are talking about dumping waste in uh, illegal places and nosy environmental groups getting in the way uh, and do-good lawmakers. You know, they, 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 just, they, just, they are bad dudes. Well, in the process of having this conversation, three different animals fall into toxic waste containers. Uh, an owl, a crow... And a cat. The end of the prologue is the reveal that all three of those mutated into large beings. Uh, So now we cut to April, who is on her way to Boston to cover some, you know, news stuff, because that's her job. Uh, She has a flat tire in the middle of nowhere. Uh, In the middle of nowhere ends up being uh, near the town that has that toxic waste facility. Uh what's the name of the town? It is Ports Portsmouth or something? Innsmouth. Innsmouth. That's right. A weird suggestive name for a town. Innsmouth. That's a uh, terrible so name. so sh- she she quite very quickly encounters the police. They they pull her in and they they promise her that they're going to take care of everything and she'll be out of here, whatever. She ends up being told to go to a diner. Uh, She eats at the diner, then she gets sick afterwards. Here's where we find out April doesn't eat red meat, which I I, I think that's a new thing. Um, She gets sick. The entire town won't let her leave the town. She's freaking out because clearly something is going crazy in this small town in Massachusetts. She gets away from the, the, the crowd of townspeople following her long enough to make a phone call to, you guessed it, New York City. Who does she call the Ninja Turtles? Mm -hmm. Uh, Who she gets on the phone is Michelangelo, who just got out of the shower. Very similar to when Donatello got out of the shower in his micro in the Mirage uh, series, just wrapped in a towel uh, and makes his way to the phone. Doesn't believe that it's her. Tells his brothers what's going on. They all said, Hey, no one else has our number. You idiot. It was clearly April. So they jump into the turtle van and head to Innsmouth, Massachusetts, get there, and they see all these people just kind of acting like zombies, uh, walking around, uh, and then they get pulled aside by this little girl, who was also, is that a little, it's a little girl, right? Yeah. I, it's hard to tell by the drawing exactly, it could be an old lady, it could be a teenage boy, it's. I, I thought it was like some beatnik. Exactly, like it's it's really hard to tell what exactly that character is. But it's fine. Uh, he she gets the job done. Uh, she she tells the turtles, "Hey, uh, bad things are happening at this this what is that building? Is it a church? Yeah, it's an old church. Uh, they get in there, climb to the top, bust through. Uh, basically, what is the 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 the, sea, the steeple? And what do they find? They find the three mutants." Uh, holding April down, and it looks like they're trying to pour some stuff down her throat to mutate her as well. hmm Raphael kicks them away, saying, leave her alone. Uh, and the turtles beat them up uh, very quickly. And April's like, oh, I, I didn't think I'd see you again. Thanks for saving me. Whatever. And now that little girl looks like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> Weird. Um, We find out that the reason the city was going crazy is because the three animals that got mutated by the toxic waste were pouring waste into the water supply, and it was causing all of them to be – to become basically toxic waste zombies. Not quite how toxic waste works. You know – since toxic waste is such a like it, it's it's such a blanket term, I guess yeah. it, it could be anything, right? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, yeah, so they, they 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 find out what's going on. The city will be held accountable, or the company will be held accountable for their their toxic waste stuff. And yet again, we have new characters, unnamed this time, uh, that are introduced, uh, and everything is back to normal. What do you think? Of In the Dark, Jeff? This is probably my least favorite. Really?
1: Yeah. Um, although it is it is interesting in the sense of where um, it's kind of like that, that that typical paradigm, like, you know, in certain horror movies or, you know, uh, horror-related television series where they come to a small town and something's just off. Mm-hmm you know it's like ooh you know i don't really need to i don't need to need to be here something's not right um you know and then i i say from from i guess from that angle it's 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 not in, entirely unenjoyable
0: <laughs> it's not terrible
1: i mean it's not you know i would say it's probably one of the weakest
0: ones that we've read really so, yeah i really liked this one really Yeah, like, like, outside of the heavy-handed, like, environmentalist stuff, like, I I guarantee you there there aren't businessmen who are that evil, who are like, oh, we're just gonna pollute the world on purpose, like, that's, that's not how that works. I mean, I think there were. No, 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 it's, it's never that black and white, Jeff. Sure it is. You know, um. I just, I really liked it. I, I, liked that it was centered around April. Like, almost half of this book happens without the turtles even being in it. Okay, I can give you that. You know, and 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 we don't get that very often in any version of the turtles. Of uh, I, I, I do like that the bad guy, the bad guys had actual motivation. You know, the behavior of the townsfolk was explained, like. As far-fetched as the story was, it made sense in the narrative they were telling, and it it, kind of had, like, a mystery to it. You know, of course, there was the typical damsel in in distress. It's like, oh, come save me, turtles. Drive, you know, 100 miles to come get me. Like, sure, all that's pretty cliche. But I liked the execution, so I don't know. What nuggets do you have?
1: Let's see if I've got any nuggets here.
0: <laughs> oh, it
1: felt like, uh, like a Rambo moment. Like, April walks into town and, like, you know, just immediately picked up by the police. I was like, no, she just – she needs help, you know. Rambo just wanted to have some breakfast. They put right. him in jail. You have to look really carefully, but on the back of the, of the, uh, the turtle van, it says, we break for pizza. Bumper sticker.
0: Uh, yeah, of course.
1: Um – I like that, like, when the turtles get into town, that, like, Donnie's, like, mesmerized by the uh, pet turtles in a bowl in the pet store window. Cool. Um, It's like the whole toxic waste in the food thing. Like, like, you guys should be dead or have extra limbs or multiple eyes or, like,
0: you know, three buttocks or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, it... it... It works exactly the way the plot needs it to work. Yeah, I
1: know, but I was like, I, okay.
0: Uh, okay, well, let's move on. Now it's time to talk about the the backup stories that have been in each of the, the, the preceding issues, or most of the preceding issues. Uh, and and it, they're very straightforward. They're about four or five pages each, uh, and they all lead up into uh, the next book that we need to read, uh, which is the Midnight Sun the first of the Midnight Sun trilogy. Uh, the story starts with a basically a short story called "It Started in Chinatown," and it's basically April in Chinatown, uh, visiting with the or, or wait, I don't know, I'm not sure if she was visiting or if she just saw uh, the two main Asian characters from the the previous story about the warrior dragon. Uh, you have the shop owner. Uh, who knows all about the ancient warrior dragon, and then, what's his name, Chu? Yeah, Chu, who actually has the warrior dragon living inside of him. Well, very quickly in this story, basically a gang shows up trying to kidnap both of those characters because they want to, well, they don't really tell you why, but they're trying to kidnap... uh, both Chu and the shop owner. What was the shop owner's name? Fu Sheng. Fu Fu Sheng. Uh the and this short the, the first short ends with with Chu turning into the warrior dragon. So stuff got out of hand very quickly. Uh in the next issue, they're basically chasing down the dudes who who kidnapped Fu Sheng. Is that is that what we said his name was? Uh I thought it was Chu. Chu, no, Chu is, Chu is the the dragon. Fusheng is the shop owner. Uh, and April is just running around Chinatown with a, uh, with a katana, just out. You know, no big deal.
1: No, Chu is the dude. Yeah, Chu is the dude. Fusheng, yeah. Yeah, Fusheng got kidnapped.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, 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 sorry. (laughs) Uh, the... The, the the ninja dudes who were doing the kidnapping somehow turned Chu back into a person even though he had transformed into the warrior dragon. He did it with some powder and they kidnapped him as well. Moving on to the next chunk of story. April follows them and she wants to get her friend back. Uh, So she attacks like f- four dudes all by herself, which is not a very good m- move. Uh, Splinter shows up unannounced and just starts interrogating dudes uh, and intimidating them saying that he is a demon. He they, they they try they they hold one guy hostage trying to get info on where they took the uh, the, the two characters, Fuxian, Fush Fu Fu and Chu. And then a white ninja shows up I'm telling you like this all these these four four-page four shorts are so weird. Yeah, they, they don't tell they don't tell you much of anything in five pages. Uh, and then finally, in the last of the shorts, Splinter fights the white ninja. And he turns out to be a ghost ninja or a spirit ninja because they like slash through his clothes and he just disappears. He's magic. Uh, the last of the other guys basically told April and of April and Splinter they're going to Hiroshima. Is it Hiroshima or is it Hiroshima? It should be Hiroshima. April and Splinter learn that the warrior dragon and the shop owner have been kidnapped and taken to Hiroshima. So that that leads into the next turtle story, Midnight Sun Part 1, which turns out to be a pretty important story. Like in the grand scheme of Ninja Turtle lore. Issue twenty-eight, Midnight Sun Part One, uh, starts with the basically, I guess, the telling of a Japanese proverb uh, yeah. uh, about a, a man who took his his eye out to make the sun. Uh, the, the turtles then reference it uh, because that's a, like a like a tale that Splinter is telling them at the beginning of the story. The turtles, April and Splinter, are stowaways on a plane headed to. Hiroshima. They get there, and we, we're given the backstory from the the the, the 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 five shorts that we just read uh, real quick from April. And th- th- they are approaching the city in a plane. On the ground, a girl is sitting on the stoop somewhere uh, in the city, and she's kidnapped by a ninja. She's brought into a room. Uh, it's revealed that Chu is passed out on a table. Uh, and the shop owner Fu Sheng uh is tied to a post uh and a new villain has has arrived uh, his name is Chen Khan yeah Chen Chin ch- Chen Khan is that how, how you would say that I said Sha- Shao Khan but you know <laughs> yeah uh and we'll get back to that in a moment turtles get off their plane uh and April uses her her uh press credentials to distract the 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 armed guards who are basically customs I guess and the turtles sneak into a sewer. Yeah, so Turtle, Splinter and April are all in the sewer uh trying to find you know find where their friends are, are you know, are being held captive and they come across this group of dudes that are basically a, I guess an underground gang basically. Yeah, the, we find out that Shen Khan's, Khan's, Chin 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 Khan, yeah. His plan is to steal the Warrior Dragon spirit out of uh, Chu's body and put it in his own. Uh, the turtles fight the guys underground, and ninjas show up as well, and just an all-out brawl uh, breaks out in the sewers under Hiroshima. Chen Khan needs Fusheng's Sheng's uh, help doing the transfer. And to bl- basically black- blackmail him to do it, he threatens to kill the innocent girl that they just uh, kidnapped. Bingo. Yeah. The fight continues uh, in the sewers. Uh, turtles don't really know where to go, uh, but one of the ninjas who was involved in the the the, the, the fight uh, works for Chang Khan and snuck back to the the lair and basically said, "Hey, we have an issue." April O'Neil, the rat guy, and some ninja turtles are here. Uh, what do we do? Chen Khan's like, ah, hey, Fusheng, your friends are here. Ninjara, my sweet, uh, go uh, take care of that problem. Ninjara being a fox foxy of, lady of of a foxy, we can't use the word mutant. She's not a mutant. She's like a fox species of something, ninja lady. And she becomes a big deal. Ninjara is a big deal. Yeah. Um. We'll get to what you know how that is uh, in future issues. Uh. But this is her first appearance. Uh. So the the setup is on. Like the the, the story for Midnight Sun is set up. Uh. Jeff, after that long description, what you think? I like this. I I like this arc. I like this issue. Um.
1: You know, we're getting more chris allen goodness like he's really starting to kind of hit his stride um there's more you know continuous uh well there's more consistency with the art yes um, absolutely you know i like i like where this is going I, I mean this could have been again a lot of these feel like they could have been you know episodes of the cartoon
0: um, absolutely like i would love to see the midnight sun story played out in a cartoon because there, there's a lot going on, a lot of uh, there's a lot at stake. Uh, they, 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 there's there's a lot that they've alluded to in previous issues that kind of comes to head here. Uh, I, I I do like this book and I like the Midnight Sun trilogy. Mm-hmm. Uh, what nuggets do you have? Let's see.
1: Uh, one of my one of my favorite uh moments is when you know uh they're trying to sneak past you know the uh the guards. And, um, you know, just like them being like, oh, we know you, April O'Neil. And then you, you cut to, uh, you, you, flip to the next page and he's like, um, what is it? Uh, limousine, not lim- limousine, not here. You lost this, you lost this way. He's like, please, you give me autograph. And the next page over, it's like, Hey, these actors are Italian. <laughs> it's April, Splendid, <laughs> yeah. Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, I, I like that um let's see and then of course the 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 first appearance of ninjara um it's a big deal man it's a big deal a very big deal um i love these i love these action panels that he does, but I like this I very much like you know just like it's it's not just a comedy book. You know, we we get those
0: those action beats and a little bit a little bit more serious tone. Yeah. Um. Uh. I I think my only real issue with this issue and other and the the rest of the the um Midnight Sun story is how how long it takes the main bad guy to get his get what he's doing done. Yeah. Like he basically just stands in one room threatening people for three issues and. Finally, at the end, it's like, oh, there it is! I did it. Yeah. It, it reminds me a, a lot of uh, like X Men Apocalypse, where oh. like Apocalypse just kind of sat there and waited for what he needed to get done, done for 45 minutes of that movie, and it just kind of sucked. So so horrible. Let's move on to the next issue. This one opens with a really cool story of uh, basically Splinter saying he was there in Japan. When the U.S. bombed Hiroshima. Yeah. Uh, He was there as a human. Which, this book was released in 1990, or 1992. Mm -hmm. The bombing took place in what year? The 40s? Yeah. And he was a, he was at least a teenager. He was 15. He was 15, plus let's say forty five years we're looking at mid fifties, yeah, sounds about right, okay, okay, so so I guess in this continuity we are to remember that discussion we had about how old Splinter is, yeah, this kind of tells you at least it for this continuity, you know that he's mid fifties, which isn't that bad, it's not, yeah uh they end up going to and industrial exhibition hall uh which was one of the few structures that survived the you know the the hiroshima blast um and they're very quickly ambushed by ninjara Uh, she attacks and raphael is very quick to be like oh she's a babe (laughs) yeah look 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 she's like that fox is a babe which is a very—that's a very nineties thing. It's just very kind of almost obnoxious about it. And Mikey did the same thing to April in the first movie. Yeah. So Ninjara—only two or three things really happen this entire issue, but they're very important things. Uh, Ninjara attacks the, the 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 turtles with the ghost ninjas. Uh, I, I, I these names I cannot get these names, man. <laughs> Fusheng, Fu, yeah, Fusheng is forced to. Help Chen Khan summon the warrior dragon. He does so, but Chu, Chu, yeah. Because Chu had been, like, drugged or knocked out or some mysticism was put on him, the warrior dragon no longer was controlled by Chu. It was controlled by Chen Khan. Yeah. Now this entire time, and you know they're cutting back and forth between the fight with the turtles and and Ninjara and what's going on with Chen Khan. So the warrior dragon is now summoned uh, and burst out of the building uh, and basically leaves on a mission. Uh, the turtles continue the, the this there was a very very long fight, uh, and during the fight we find out that uh, Ninjara is not a mutant. She is not a child of the Atom. Uh, She is what she refers to as the real thing, a member of an ancient race of fox people, which is unique, specifically in Ninja Turtles context.
1: Like it's it's nice that she's not just another mutant. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So the the turtles see the warrior dragon uh spring up and they're like hey hey buddy and they're like uh oh something's wrong with him he's clearly uh confused or being controlled uh so they hitch a ride on him cuz he's really really big and they ride him uh towards a uh nuclear power plant That's not good. That's not good. Yeah, he he he's clearly there for bad reasons. Uh, I I like this book significantly more than the previous book. Uh, I feel like it's is more on the rails and more grounded, and maybe it's because they didn't have to travel to Japan in this one and to figure out a way to get you know into town. Like this one just works a little better. Yeah, I can give you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do like the delivery of of uh, Ninjara's backstory because. Mm-hmm it's just kind of sprinkled in it's not here's where i come from and here's my people and here's this it's just like hey i'm not a mutation i'm a fox person let's fight you know yeah because obviously there's a lot more ninjara coming in the future Mm -hmm. so they don't have to tell all of her story right now right which is exciting what do you think it is it
1: is I, i i agree with all of that um but um, I was like, when's this character showing up in the cartoon or when's this action figure coming out? I don't think we I don't think we got one.
0: No, we didn't. Uh, Ninjara does not show up in the original cartoon at all, I don't believe. Uh, we did not get an action figure. She doesn't show up in anything else, I don't think. I think they kind of rebranded her as Alopex. Basically. E- no, Ish. Ish. I, I don't know if I can give you credit for that one. They are both foxes, (laughs) Uh, and I would say that Alopex is influenced by the Ninjara character. Yeah. But Alopex is absolutely a mutant, like... Yeah. Yeah. But I see what you're
1: saying. Might like Alopex a little more, maybe? Especially, (laughs) Especially when Sophie draws him. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, but yeah, no, this is, this is, this is really good. Again, this would have been a great, you know, three-parter or second part, you know, to a three-part, you know, episode. Like, tune in next week for, you know, part three. I was like, ooh, what's going to happen next? Yeah. Um, and it was like, like at the beginning, like we got, you know, this is a very just, like, deep story about, um, Yoshi and his grandfather or uncle uncle, I'm sorry, his uncle um, and you know after the bombing and um uh, of Hiroshima and his, his uncle was you know rendered blind, I was
0: like, man, that's deep yeah, yeah, like i I feel like this is this <laughs> 3 issue arc is a, a bit more uh serious than a lot of what we've seen before it. Yeah. You know, it's 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 not really hampered by the the uh the heavy-handed environmentalist stuff. It mm-hmm. is telling a serious story about char- you know, serious characters. Um, serious issues. Yeah. Yeah. And and I just fell into a a turtlepedia hole about Ninjara. Mm. Yeah, she does not appear in anything but Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures. However, since the character was created by Stephen Murphy and Chris Allen, uh they were allowed to use her in other publications. Ooh. So apparently she was in her own like comic called Ninjara: Seeds of Destruction. Ooh, that sounds awesome. So, I'm gonna be diving and looking for that. Uh, yeah. Moving on, uh, I, I really like this book, and it it only gets better in the next book. So let's just jump directly to 30, unless you have anything else to say about 29.
1: Uh, no, I mean we got more great Chris Alanart.
0: Yep. 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 I mean, just just really good. Really and he, good. he and he does the whole trilogy, which is good. Yeah. I think yes. Yeah. yeah. You want that consistency. Okay. Let me read through the next issue. Yeah. Oh, God. This is going to be so tough to explain.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. So the issue opens up with a demon named Noe Tai Dar. Nope. These names, man, I can't do them.
1: <laughs> it, Noe it, ta- it,
0: It's what? It, it, it's bonkers. Yeah. Noe Tai Dar. Uh, is is a demon that that uh chen khan is is talking to and basically he's trying to summon the demon uh to to, to 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 come to earth uh the demon agrees to come but he has to open a gateway uh that is why the the warrior dragon is attacking a power plant because they need power to summon the demon So the turtles decide, you know what, we probably need to try to do something to stop this. And so they attack the warrior dragon while he's tearing up the 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 cooling tank of the power plant. Donatello tries to be the smart guy, and he's like, what's he what's he trying to do? Cooling tanks don't do anything. That's not going to, you know, cause a meltdown. Uh, You've got to attack the actual reactor. And then the warrior dragon's like, oh, okay, thanks. So Donnie just kind of told him exactly what to go attack, which was <laughs> a highlight for me in the whole issue. Just, yeah, because he's listening. You know. uh, so Chen Khan then re- uh, announces, hey, the demon's going to come. That's cool, but I'm going to need you, little girl, which is that innocent girl that was kidnapped in the first book, uh, because... We're going to need to sacrifice you to raise the demon, Uh, which we just found out that she wasn't just there for blackmail. She's there to actually, you know, actually sacrifice. The turtles continue to fight with Ninjara and the warrior dragon, trying to get him to stop the attack on the uh, power plant. And boom, out pops the demon from one of the cooling towers. Now, he's not completely there. He's kind of bound to the cooling tower because that's where the power is. Uh he, he he's not he hasn't been resurrected or he hasn't been, you know, crossed the threshold yet. Uh but the appearance of the demon is what convinces Ninjara that she's on the wrong side. Yeah. Uh, she she starts second-guessing her her actions, her allegiance to uh Chen Khan uh and during the struggle uh, the demon attacks the warrior dragon, knocking him, not unconscious, but basically knocks him back to reality. Uh, and Chu, who is, of course, in control of the, the the dragon, is like, what have I done? What have I done? Uh, and the turtles are like, quite a bit, actually. Um, we're screwed right now, dude. Uh, and so uh, from, from that moment on, the warrior dragon is on their side and is now attacking the demon, which... It's pretty useful considering the demon is huge. Yeah. Uh, back at Chen Khan, he's seasoning the, the sacrifice with some dust, uh, and you know the, the the shop owner is trying to you know trying to get loose to to help her out, uh, and there's a whole bunch of dialogue with Ninjara and the turtles and uh, everyone realizing, hey, we're all on the same side. Chen Khan is the bad guy. We need to fix this, uh, and. Splinter goes into meditation mode, and he starts remembering the the the, the Japanese proverb that we opened this entire trilogy with uh, about the two. Uh, I'm not even sure what they are. It's a great power. The, the the guy who removed his eyeball to make the sun. Yeah, that guy. Uh, so uh, him and his wife, or him and his partner, or the the other half of him, uh, are are basically being summoned. It seems as if the you know the appearance of the demon has has a has awoken Izang Izanagi and Ugh. yeah Izanagi and Izanami sure. Izanami <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these names man so like I I can't I can't um <laughs> so they show up. Uh, and basically, get re- entrap the the demon in some sort of you know white ball, and and send him back to where he came from. Uh, Chen Khan, who has been attacked uh, by the old man, and his helmet falls off uh, to reveal that he's a, like a wolf man. Uh, decides he's going to con you know continue the sacrifice, and he's gonna about to stab this 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 girl and kill her. Um, But she is saved by a flying, flying nunchuck thrown by your boy, Michelangelo. That's right. And, you know, everything's coming together. The turtles fight off all the bad guys. It's revealed uh, to Chen Khan that Ninjara has turned is a turncoat now uh, and is now fighting with the good guys. Uh, But ultimately, the good guys win. Uh, and that's pretty much how the issue ends. Uh, I, I think one of my only complaints is the end of the issue is very abrupt. Yeah. Yeah. It really, really is. Like they they go from Michelangelo knocking the knife out of Chen Khan's hand to the end of the book in like two pages. Yeah. So I, I guess there's a lot of assumptions that have to be made uh but the, the like the big climax is when the it, it, is is a Nagi and Isanami show up. Like yeah. that's the big climax where uh, clearly the demon is not going to be you know resurrected. Uh which is kind of a like that's a that's a big big climactic deal. Like I can totally see like this trilogy could be produced as a movie. Yeah. Very easily. What are your thoughts? You know, we
1: don't get too many of these, you know, through the runs, you know, and like, like you said, like some of the books are stand, feel like they're standalone and they can be. But when they, you know, when we get a trilogy like this, I think this is probably one of the most solid, uh, arcs or at least three, you know, three, um, three stories. That you know are linked together, um, yeah. In this Archie run.
0: So Jeff, do you have any nuggets? Any 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 small things you want to point out? Um,
1: it's kind of weird that April and the uh, the girl that was kidnapped are both wearing the
0: exact same outfit. Hey man, it was the nineties. Well, well, that's true, but like, what are the odds? I think it's even weirder that you never see that girl's other eye. Yeah. Every single panel that she's in, she has hair over her eye. That is weird. Save money. <laughs> Don't have to draw two eyes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> or save time, I should say. Um probably one of my favorite panels, um, is when uh you know, Mikey throws the chucks. Or you don't see him throw him, but you just see you know the chucks flying through the air getting the uh um the dagger out of um what's the guy's name Shen Shinkan. yeah Shen hands and underneath it you see raff ninjara Mike and uh Donnie. and that's a that's a pretty nice little panel there yeah um
0: it's it's, it's pretty sweet um that girl's name is Oyuki. 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 Oh, I f- figure we need to say her name at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, just overall, as a you know, as a whole,
1: you know, it's a solid, you know, it's a solid lead up. And uh, you know, a solid conclusion. Um. Yeah. I mean, again, uh, you know, I would would like to see you know maybe a figure or something, you know, show up for you know Ninjara. Uh, somewhere, you know, because NECA is gonna run out
0: of 80s cartoon stuff eventually. No, they won't. No, they won't. Uh, maybe. No, they have, they have they have plenty of characters. Ninjara's not happening, and she was never in the cartoon, so. Yeah, but still, I mean, they'll have to branch out at some point. I mean, the the
1: freaking coming out of their shells got figures. Yeah. I mean,
0: so I'm I'm gonna just come out and say my only complaint. About this this trilogy is that it's not about the turtles. And I know that's it's that's a consistent complaint of mine, but Mm -hmm. it's about all of the side characters. Yeah, all of them. The the turtles just happen to wander into. Oh, look at this. We got to fix this now. And we and and honestly, we don't even see a lot of the turtles being turtles. They're just generic fight scenes. Like, yeah. we don't get to see Donatello being smart or Michelangelo really being quippy. You know, there's there's a little bit of, you know, Raph being angry, but... Right. That's it. Which, but I'm, I'm going to stand behind as a valid complaint, considering I'm here for Turtle stuff. But as a standalone story, it's solid, I'll give you that. Yes.
1: And those are all very valid complaints, too. Yeah. Um... You because know, like you know, in the cartoon and in this, we don't really get um, a lot of those brother moments. They're more just like, you know, well, at times they pick on each other, but it's not like what you would see in, say, you know, two K three or you know, the twenty twelve cartoon, um, or even even
0: some of the movies. Yeah, yeah. Like, what is it? What what, what struggles does Leonardo have being the leader? Yeah. You know, what what kind of emotions are is or Michelangelo going through? Like there's depth there. It's just it's rarely ever explored. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think as this run goes on, they kind of there is some
0: character growth, is there not? There's some. But it's not much. Right. Well, eh, whatever. From
1: a standpoint, it's You know, I didn't read this entire run as a kid. You know, like I said, I would pick up an issue here and there on the newsstand. Um, And it... I really, really enjoyed reading these. It takes me back to that time growing up, which everything was simpler. And, you know, just consistent. You know, wake up, Saturday morning cartoons, sugary cereal consume 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 action figures what's at the toy shop you know what you know what's at the toy store this week you know what's coming out all of that that's in, yeah. you know rinse rinse repeat and it's comforting and it's you know it's 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 a wonderful and i think especially with you know what's going on in the world now we could use all that we could use some some comfort so, yeah
0: yeah and I and I may be out of out of place, even you know, lobbing that complaint at this. This is a book for children. It doesn't feel that way in the nineties. <laughs> it
1: really doesn't feel that way. Talking about sacrificing and oh, maybe my you know, maybe the maybe Splinter and the turtles are dead. And I'm like, well, I'm gonna just I'm gonna go out on top, you know, just all of that yeah. kidnappings and blackmail and
0: you know, they didn't water it down. Yeah. I, I,
1: like, maybe, maybe I should adjust parts.
0: my expectations is what I'm saying.
1: Right. Like, this yeah. was definitely not watered down as much as, you know, the cartoon was. Um, right. Because it didn't really have, you know, they, they were trying to sell books. And what sells books? Action, interesting stuff. You know, if you've already got a bunch of, you know, episodes in the can. Like, what's going on this week? The turtles are three musketeers or Leonardo's a three musketeer what's going on
0: <laughs> you know again I, so what you're saying is the books were just were there to sell books the TV show was there to sell figures basically okay I can I can you know I can stand behind that yeah well Jeff we have one more Th- book number thirty one. Uh, is very much it's called Turning Japanese, and it's very much like an epilogue to uh, the Midnight Sun trilogy. Almost, al- almost like the 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 interpersonal stuff that they could not include in the trilogy itself. You know, in in the the three the three issues, it takes place in Japan, uh, and it's basically the the characters hanging out in Japan after. Defeating Chen Khan, and it opens with with uh, Leo and Splinter training, uh, you know, with with Katana, and there's there's just one lesson that 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 Splinter's trying to impart that he just is having trouble getting through Leo's head, and after a few pages, there was one thing that that Leonardo said after finally learning the lesson, understanding what he had to to, to change, he said. I, I must try by not trying. I must do by being. And I really like that quote. It's like a lot. Yeah, a like quote. a lot. Um. Uh, and basically, they're just having lunch. They're having they're they're having a a a picnic. Uh. And all the characters are hanging out. Uh. All four turtles, Splinter, Ninjara. Uh. What was, what was her name? Yumiko. Omiko or whatever. The 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 old man. Chu, it was a Chu, the, yeah. the the warrior dragon guy. Uh, April's there, and they're kind of reflecting on what has taken place and reflecting on the grander narrative of this being the home of the Foot Clan and that kind of stuff. Splinter encourages everyone to v- explore Japan, and they all they choose to explore separate from each other, but kind of together, uh, like they they pair off. So so naturally. Raphael pairs off with Ninjara because, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they go explore. Where'd they go? Okay. Yeah. Raphael and Ninjara decide to 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 follow a tori, which apparently goes to a religious shrine uh, in Japan, and uh, the, the, they head that way. And, and Raphael kind of gets entranced by the thing. The th- it looks like the tori is is like a like a. A torii is a traditional Japanese gate, most commonly found at the entrance of or within a Shinto shrine. Thank you, Google. Uh, and so that's where they go. And Raphael kind of gets entranced uh, by it, and they smell cologne, and it's weird. Donatello decides to go by himself to vi- to to explore the the now nearly destroyed power plant uh, from the previous story, and he encounters. A big white orb. Leonardo and Splinter continue their training. Michelangelo and Oyuki uh decide to fly a kite uh and talk about haikus. Uh so so that's cool. Um, April and Chu uh decide that they're they I, I think they're starting to, to, to like develop feelings for each other, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Chu is, is learning again to how to control the uh, the warrior dragon. Mm-hmm. Ninjara and Raphael get attacked, and of course they fight their attackers. The the orb that showed up at Donate, where Donatello is turns into a yin yang, uh, and describes itself as the Tao. Donatello basically is it, it's leading him up a hill to this weird yin yang building thing. Uh, Raf and Raph and Ninjaro are still just beating up those dudes who attacked them. Ra- uh, April and Chu are making out under the moonlight and, you know, w- walking through a, I-, I guess, a romantic area of Japan. Just, it's just a lot of very interpersonal moments. Uh, Leo and Splinter uh, during their training, both of their katana end up breaking and clearly Leonardo has learned the lesson that Splinter was trying to impart to him. So that's good. Yeah. Uh, and the book ends with the yin yang turning into the two beings from the previous book. The two uh, spirit beings. What were their names? I'm just, Again, terrible with these stupid names. Izanami. Uh, Izunagi and Izunami? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the end of the book. So, like, nothing really... Nothing happens in this book. But actual character growth happens. Like, April getting into a relationship with someone is a big deal. Yeah. You know? Raphael clearly taking a liking to Ninjara uh, is a big deal. Um, The other stories don't have nearly as much weight to them. Uh, but they make sense for the characters. This reminds me a lot of uh that the book in Mirage volume 1 after the turtles flee New York and go to Northampton mm-hmm. and April is writing all of the 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 journal entries about the different characters. Yeah. This reminds me of that because it they're like little vignettes of each different character and how they are dealing with their trip to Japan. Yeah, I can see that. Um not much again, not much happens. The action is sparse and and kind of weak if you, if you ask me, but the art is good. Oh yeah. The like the art is great. Uh what did you think?
1: I mean, it's a nice kind of like sh- just a, you know, like a cool down after like you know, they're pretty pretty big event that they went through cool cool down is a really good way to put that yeah like freaking you know fighting ghost ninjas and you know demons and trying to stop you know their giant dragon friend you know that's just that's just a lot to to deal with so a cool down cool a cool down is needed yeah oh yeah yeah uh we discovered the turtles still don't like sushi yeah. Um, which is fine. Although I love sushi, you know, it's just, you know, it's interesting to kind of see them, you know, go off in the different directions. You know, like you said, um, I don't know if there's not a whole lot, there's not a whole lot here. Kind right. Of
0: a, right. But it like, it's, it's, it's almost like the book says more by not having much in it and that does it like that. Those are, those are the books that we read this time. Yeah. Um, I said this earlier in the, in the show, but I, I feel like this is when adventures really finally comes into its own. Like it yeah. decides what it's doing and it's running with it. There was less environmental stuff in it in, in this run. Still a few here and there. but But ultimately, it's about the turtles going on adventures, which I know is kind of on the nose considering that's the name of the book. But that's exactly what happened this time around yeah yeah
1: it's it it, like you said it is it is nice to actually see that happening instead of like you know you know just the whole environmental thing which was you know huge at the
0: time well it's not so much uh, no 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 it's still a big deal (laughs) it's still quite a big deal uh we're they're focusing on different aspects of stuff now but yeah but, yeah, it's, like, we're still burning this this world alive, like... Yeah. Um, That's true. I enjoyed this run. I, I, I enjoyed, or at least most of the run. I did, and, too. And I forgot how good Midnight Sun was. See, I'd never,
1: like... Like, I think I, you know, picked up an issue where, you know, whatever here... I don't think I ever read those. Um, But... You know, you know, bits and pieces from you know what we've read. I I own somewhere. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Mm.
0: Well, Jeff, uh, we're running real long. We are. Do you have anything else to say before we uh sign off? Overall, this was this was a great read, and it just you know it took took me back to a time where you know
1: you didn't really have a whole lot to worry about um too much, and that was that was nice. That's always. It's always good comfortings. I I recommend people uh to search
0: these issues out and read and enjoy. Yeah, yeah. And if if I remember, I'll I'll post links to where to find them. Cause yeah, uh, a lot of these have been reprinted by IDW. So really, yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Actually, I think this entire run was reprinted by IDW. Oh wow. Our friends over at IDW. Yeah. Um, next time, next time on Shellheads, it's going to be personal. (laughs) It's going to be a character spotlight. Ooh, because we're at, we're at number, we're at episode 55 already. Ace duck. It's, It's not ace duck. Who do you think it actually is? Well, it's not Krang, is it? It's not Krang. Keep in mind that we're. Tr- I'm trying to do all of the characters that showed up in multiple iterations first. I don't know. Next time we talk about Leatherhead. Oh, one of the most prolific turtles characters. Uh, he's been in almost all of them, actually. So we'll talk about Leatherhead next time, uh, Jeff. Until then, where can you be found? As always, Sergio, you can find
1: me at the Warp Zone Arcade, um, Brennan, Mississippi's premier arcade. Uh, We specialize in games from the retro eras to the modern eras as well. Um, Big on Neo Geo classics um, from SNK, like Metal Slug, King of Fighters, Windjammers, you know, all that good stuff. we do tournaments birthday parties uh and more Uh, we're always getting uh unique and interesting games for people to enjoy and play uh you can find us on facebook uh just look for our circle controller logo um please give us a you know a like a follow um we share stuff from time to time Uh, when uh when the pandemic you know is slowing down you know we'll be ready to open back up and we hope to see you
0: all there where can we find you sergio you can find me at realitybreach.com uh, or you can follow Shellheads on Facebook. Uh, we're under Shellheads Podcast. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram under Shellheads Podcast. I've been posting stuff, Jeff. Yeah. I posted a, some uh, like a really cool custom uh, set of pop figures Ooh. just the other day, so go check that out. Uh, otherwise, uh, subscribe to Shellheads on any podcast platform that you can think of. Uh, you can also subscribe to Reality Breached uh, and follow Reality Breached on all of the socials as well. Until next time, I'm Sergio. I'm Jeff. And we're show next.